as the enchanted horse flew downwards through the starry night, and he saw, stretched out before him, a beautiful city gleaming white through the purple mantle of the night. Everything was strange to him, and he did not know in what direction to guide the horse, so he let it go where it would, and presently it stopped on the roof of a great marble palace. There was a gallery running round the roof, and at the end of the gallery there was a door leading down some white marble steps. The prince began at once to descend the steps, and found himself in a great hall where a row of black slaves were sleeping soundly, guarding the entrance to a room beyond. Very softly, the prince crept past the guards, and lifting the curtain from the door, looked in. And there he saw a splendid room, lighted by a thousand lights, and filled with sleeping slaves, and in the middle, upon a sofa, was the most beautiful princess his eyes had ever gazed upon. She was so lovely that the prince held his breath with admiration as he looked at her. Then he went softly to her side, and, kneeling by the sofa, gently touched her hand. The princess sighed and opened her eyes, but before she could cry out, he begged her in a whisper to be silent and fear nothing. I am a prince, he said, the son of the king of Persia. I am in danger of my life here and crave thy protection. Now this princess was no other than the daughter of the king of Bengal, who happened to be staying alone in her summer palace outside the city. I will protect thee, said the princess kindly, giving him her hand. Then she awoke her slaves and bade them give the stranger food and prepare a sleeping room for him. I long to hear thy adventures and how thou camest here, she said to the prince, but first thou must rest and refresh thyself. Never before had the princess seen anyone so gallant and handsome as this strange young prince. She dressed herself in her loveliest robes and twined her hair with her most precious jewels so that she might appear as beautiful as possible in his eyes. And when the prince saw her again, he thought her the most charming princess in all the world, and he loved her with all his heart. But when he had told her all his adventures, she sighed to think that he must now leave her and return to his father's court. Do not grieve, he said. I will return in state as befits a prince, and demand thy hand in marriage from the king thy father. Stay but a few days ere thou goest, replied the princess. I cannot part with thee so soon. The prince was only too willing to wait a while, and the princess entertained him so well with feasts and hunting parties that day after day slipped by, and still he lingered. At last, however, the thought of his home and his father's grief made him decide to return at once. My princess, he said, since it is so hard to part, wilt thou not ride with me upon the enchanted horse? When we are once more in Persia, our marriage shall take place, and then we will return to the king thy father. So together they mounted the enchanted horse, and the prince placed his arm around the princess and turned the magic peg. Up and up they flew over land and sea, and then the prince turned the other screw, and they landed just outside his father's city. He guided the horse to a palace outside the gates, and there he left the princess, for he wished to go alone to prepare his father. Now when the prince reached the court, 
he found everyone dressed in brown, and all the bells of the city were tolling mournfully. Why is everyone so sad? he asked of one of the guards. The prince, the prince, cried the man. The prince has come back. And soon the joyful news spread over the town, and the bell stopped tolling and rang a joyful peal. My beloved son, cried the king as he embraced him. We thought thou were lost for ever, and we have mourned for thee day and night. Without waiting to hear more, the prince began to tell the king all his adventures and how the princess of Bengal awaited him in the palace outside the gates. Let her be brought here instantly, cried the king, and the marriage shall take place today. Then he ordered that the Indians should be set free at once and allowed to depart with the enchanted horse. Great was the surprise of the Indian when, instead of having his head cut off as he had expected, he was allowed to go free with his wonderful horse.